welcome back to Nudie Reads, a classic podcast for my mother. Tonight's classic read is from an infamous advertisement that was so good in its persuasion it led to the company it was made for getting sued to oblivion. And the court judgment of the case is still cited to this day. I am referring to the English Court of Appeal decision of 1892 in the case of Mrs. Louisa Elizabeth Carlyle and the Carbolic Smokeball Company. To start at the beginning, what even is a carbolic smokeball? Well, it was a patented device for the distribution, inhalation and application of medicated powders. Basically, it was a hollow ball made of Indian rubber filled with carbolic powder. That was an early kind of disinfectant. Joseph Lister, the Scottish surgeon genius, used it to cut the death rates from surgery from about 40% down to 15% back in the 1860s. The ball component, if you can imagine it, had a tube attached and the user was to insert the tube into the nostril and then compress the ball, sending a puff of carbolic powder up and well and truly into the respiratory system. Frederick August Rowe, an American gentleman, patented his carbolic smokeball invention and established the Carbolic Smokeball Company in London and brought his product to market at about the time the Russian flu pandemic of 1889 to 1892 was going on. That pandemic was the last really deadly one of the 19th century and it went for all sorts of people, young, old, it didn't seem to matter. Even Queen Victoria was affected. She lost her grandson to it. To advertise his product, Rowe arranged for large full-page advertisements to appear in various London newspapers, including the paper I am reading from tonight, the Illustrated London News. The carbolic smoke ball was offered at 10 shillings each from the company offices, free postage. Mrs. Louisa Elizabeth Carlyle happened to read one of the ads and she and her lawyer husband were persuaded to part with their hard-earned and buy a ball. Why would the respectable Louisa Carlyle buy such a product? Let's find out. And listeners, you tell me if in the midst of our own pandemic right now, you wouldn't maybe rush out to buy a carbolic smoke ball if you could after reading this ad which of course you would never do because carbolic powder is toxic in high doses as Joseph Lister discovered when he was trying to address fatalities after surgeries. He abandoned carbolic powder in favour of surgical gowns and masks. So imagine a newspaper page with a large headlined advertisement. Let's begin. Carbolic smoke ball will positively cure coughs, Cured in one week. Cold in the head. Cured in 12 hours. Cold on the chest. Cured in 12 hours. Qatar. Cured in one to three months. Asthma. Relieved in 10 minutes. Bronchitis. Cured in every case. Hoarseness. Cured in 12 hours. Loss of voice. Fully restored. Sore throat. Cured in 12 hours. Throat deafness. Cured in one to three months. Snoring, cured in one week. Sore eyes, cured in two weeks. Influenza, cured in 21 hours. Hay fever, cured in every case. Headaches, cured in 10 minutes. Croup, relieved in 5 minutes. Whooping cough, 
Relieved on the first application. Neuralgia. Cured in 10 minutes. All of the diseases mentioned above proceed from one cause. They can be cured by this remedy. £100 reward will be paid by the Carbolic Smokeball Company to any person who contracts the increasing epidemic influenza, colds or any disease caused by taking cold after having used the ball three times daily for two weeks according to the printed directions supplied with each ball. £1,000 is deposited with the Alliance Bank, Regent Street, showing our sincerity in the matter. During the last epidemic of influenza, many thousand carbolic smoke balls were sold as preventatives against the disease, and in no ascertained case was the disease contracted by those using the carbolic smoke ball. Testimonials The Duke of Portland writes, I am much obliged for the carbolic smoke ball which you have sent me and which I find most efficacious. Sir Frederick Milner writes, Lady Milner and my children have derived much benefit from the carbolic smoke ball. Lady Mostyn writes, Lady Mostyn believes the carbolic smoke ball to be a certain check and a cure for cold and will have great pleasure in recommending it to her friends. Lady Mostyn hopes the carbolic smoke ball will have all the success its merits deserve. Lady Erskine writes, Lady Erskine is pleased to say that the carbolic smoke ball has given every satisfaction. She considers it a very good invention. Mrs. Gladstone writes, She finds the carbolic smoke ball has done her a great deal of good. Madame Amelina Platt writes, Madame Platt has found the carbolic smoke ball very beneficial and the only thing that would enable her to rest well at night, having a severe cold. The Bishop of London writes, The carbolic smoke ball has benefited me greatly. The Marchioness de Seine writes, The Marchioness de Seine has daily used the smoke ball since the encroachment of the epidemic of influenza and has not taken the influenza although surrounded by those suffering from it. Dr. J. Russell Harris writes, Many obstinate cases of post-nasal catarrh, which have resisted other treatment, have yielded to your carbolic smoke ball. A. Gibbons Esquire writes, During a recent sharp attack of the prevailing epidemic, I had none of the unpleasant and dangerous catarrh and bronchial symptoms. I attribute this entirely to the use of the carbolic smoke ball. The Reverend Dr. Chichester writes, My duties in a large public institution have brought me daily during the recent epidemic of influenza in close contact with the disease. I have been perfectly free from any symptoms by having the smoke ball always handy. It has also wonderfully improved my voice for speaking and singing. The originals of these testimonials may be seen at our consulting rooms with hundreds of others. The carbolic smoke ball, as prescribed by Sir Morel Mackenzie, has been supplied to the German Empress and the Duke of Edinburgh and the Duke of Connaught and the Dukes of Fife, Salisbury, Argyle, Westminster, Richmond and Gordon, Manchester, Newcastle, Norfolk, Rutland, Wellington the Marquis of Ripon, the Earl of Derby, Earl Spencer, the Lord Chancellor, the Lord Chief Justice, and Lord Tennyson. One carbolic smoke ball 
will last a family several months, making it the cheapest remedy in the world at the price. 10 shillings post-free. The bowl can be refilled at a cost of 5 shillings. Address, Carbolic Smoke Bowl Company, 27 Princes Street, Hanover Square, London. Well, that's quite an advert. I hope you'll agree. And Mrs. Louisa Carlyle was persuaded and she bought her ball and dutifully used it three times a day for two weeks. And then she contracted influenza. But she didn't die. She lived to be 96, actually, and only passed in 1942. But you can bet that Frederick August Rowe wished she'd died because Mrs. Louisa Carlyle asked for her £100 from the Carbolic Smokeball Company, as promised in the advertisement. By the way, £100 in 1892 is somewhere around $13,000 in today's money, and that's a tidy sum, I think you'll agree. First, the Carbolic Smokeball Company ghosted her, just ignored her, but by letter number three, they sprang into action and told her that they could not possibly pay her the £100 without first satisfying themselves that she had in fact taken the right doses for the right length of time. So she should come to their offices thrice daily for two weeks and operate the ball in front of company staff. And then if she contracted the influenza again after that, then they'd pay her. This was a boneheaded move by the company as it antagonised Mrs. Carlyll and her lawyer husband enough so that they sued for the money. And she won at the first hearing of the case on the basis that the advert was very clear and so plain as to the conditions for getting the money that there was obviously a contract between the Carbolic Smokeball Company and her as a consumer, and they couldn't wriggle out of it by claiming the advert was just some sort of puffery, or in any ways unserious. Frederick Rowe and his Carbolic Smokeball Company lost, and they were ordered to pay her the £100. He appealed immediately, and he lost that appeal as well. The Court of Appeal judgment is short, sweet, and to the point. The heart of the judgments, there's three of them, is this. As a supplier of products in the marketplace, you can't make clear promises of the if you do this, I'll give you that variety and then try to weasel out of it when a consumer meets your conditions. From this case, lots of modern consumer law protections have arisen and I think on balance that that is a very good thing. Justice Lindley said it very, very clearly. We are not dealing with any inference of fact. We are dealing with an express promise to pay £100 in certain events. Read the advertisement how you will and twist it about how you will. Here is a distinct promise expressed in language which is perfectly unmistakable. And that's where we'll leave it today. A stubborn lady and her lawyer husband sticking to their legal guns and a weaselly entrepreneur making them work for it through the courts. They might not have known it at the time, but all of them, even Frederick Rowe and especially the judges, did leave the world a better place. That is, a better place for consumers. And I think for suppliers also. Okay, join me on the next episode of Nudie Reads, when we stay in the world of newspapers and encounter some unusual journalists who were, as you might expect, great writers. Thanks for listening.